0: Show. Second hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. We have BK, former Air Force PJ BK, coming up about 30 minutes from now. He's one of these foreign policy nerds, knows all kinds of stuff about stuff. We're going to talk to him. What would an Air Force paratrooper super ninja do about all this stuff? I know he's a PJ and all that. So we'll get to that with World News with BK shortly. And we're going to get to the gas price thing shortly because we have to talk about yet another failure of the right, a place where the right has failed and where you and I have to fix them. Apparently, we're going to have to lead this party because they suck. Now, before I get into Medal of Honor Monday, I do need to clarify something. Last segment, I used the word apace, apace. Don't shake your head, Chris, okay? During the break, my mentor, Michael Berry... Texted me and he said, you learned that word from me on Friday. We had this big blowout event. Michael hosted Clay and Bucket me at this huge uh, 2920 Roadhouse down here close to Houston, Texas. It was awesome. It was an awesome event. But he hosted it. And while he was speaking, he's one of these lawyer types. He has like nine law degrees. Don't ask me why he had to go that many times, but he has that many degrees. While he was speaking, he used the word apace. And I don't know exactly what it means. But I know how he used it, Chris, so I feel like I can use it in the future. This isn't like that time where I, uh, what was the word, pretense? This isn't like the word pretense where I never could quite figure out how to use it. And we tried like 10 times that show and it just never worked. It just never worked. But that's the pretense for Medal of Honor. Did that work that time? Was that good, Chris? It was better, right? It was better? All All right. Now, before we get to Medal of Honor Monday, remember, we have a bunch of new listeners this is actually the only good thing we do on this show all week long. This is, this is something good. We print a Medal of Honor citation out, and we simply read it on the air for a few reasons. One, these men and their deeds deserve to be remembered. And I can't stress this enough. It's not enough to know that it exists, right? You know all kinds of things exist. If you don't read it, tell your kids about it, tell your spouse about it, then it might as well not exist. What what good does it do to have these pieces of paper available if we don't read them to each other? That's one. Two, culture is not complicated. They make it complicated. It's not. Culture is simply what your society prioritizes and what it disincentivizes. That's all it is. It's a real thing. What's your culture want? What don't they want? We prioritize a million pounds of crap in this culture now. I think it's probably time we start taking the best and lifting them up again so people actually understand this is what you're supposed to be. So without further ado, Chris. This is for a Mr. John William Finn. This is, well, you'll see. For extraordinary heroism, distinguished service and devotion above and beyond the call of duty. During the first attack by Japanese airplanes on Naval Air Station Kanoe Bay on the 7th of December 1941, this is obviously Pearl Harbor, by the way, Lieutenant Finn promptly secured and manned a 50 caliber machine gun mounted on an instruction stand in a completely exposed section of the parking ramp, which was under heavy machine gun strafing fire. Although painfully wounded many times, he continued to man this gun and return the enemy's fire vigorously and with telling effect throughout the enemy strafing and bombing attacks and with complete disregard for his own personal safety. It was only by specific orders that he was persuaded to leave his post to seek medical attention. Following first aid treatment, although suffering, obviously suffering much pain and moving with great difficulty, he returned to the squadron area and actively supervised the rearming of returning planes. His extraordinary heroism and conduct and in this action were in keeping with the highest traditions of U.S. Naval Service. And I think I need to explain a couple things because this is something – let me clarify something. I, I've, always, I've always geeked out on books and history books and military books. And prior to joining the Marine Corps, it, one of the things that used to drive me nuts about the books was they would constantly use all these words that anyone serving or having served would go, oh, yeah, okay. I was just a dumb kid. I was just a civilian. I, I had no idea what these words meant. Like uh, Tom Clancy novels are great for this. I mean, how great are Tom Clancy novels? But you read a Tom Clancy novel. I used to read them before I was in, and it was like they were speaking Mandarin to me. Well, the Marsoc and the Ajoc got with the A-T, and, and people were thinking, what? 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 I don't know what this means. And I, it always bothered me. So allow me to explain. One, a fifty caliber machine gun. This For everyone who's been in, is going to roll their eyes at this, but understand a lot of people haven't been in and they want stuff. They want to understand a 50 caliber machine gun is a big one. It fires a gigantic round. The round the 50 caliber machine gun fires is so big. It actually doesn't have to physically make contact with you to wound you severely. All right, the amount of air it displaces around it is that big. There are 50 cals depending on the round you put in it, they can be anti-vehicle. They'll just boom and knock out an engine block with the thing. What it does to a human being, I'll leave that for another show. But it is, well, there aren't very many 50-cal wounds, let's put it that way. And so because it's so big, you don't generally just throw it on top of a table and start cooking off with a thing. That's one. Now, that aside... I've never been strafed. I've heard stories from people who have been strafed. I've read plenty of books, but I need to explain what strafing means. On planes, on fighter planes, then and now, they have machine guns. You know that they have big fully automatic guns. You know boom 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 that kind of thing. Chris, why don't we have a machine gun? That we've never picked a machine gun button for the board. Now's the time. I'll be a lot faster than that, Chris. How fast can I hit the button? Hold on. There you go. There. Now you're getting a better idea. Now you're getting a better... See, I told you the soundboard was going to be a huge success, Chris. And you know what he did? He laughed at me. <laughs> Quit. Quit. Anyway, back to the guns. The planes. They shoot these heavy machine guns. And they shoot them at things on the ground. And I, It's not like it, the, the planes shoot one heavy machine gun. And I can't give you a caliber in case you're... Well, are they shooting 50 counts? Well, they can. They shoot all kinds of different calibers, but understand they shoot gigantic rounds out of the plane, and they aim for the ground, and more than the damage they do, the terrifying nature of being strafed is, It's honestly, if you read the accounts of it, it is shocking. Read a book on Pearl Harbor, and you'll get an idea, because they were always strafing the decks of the battleships on Pearl Harbor, The rounds are huge. And uh, if you weren't expecting it, or even if you were, and let's say you're in a room or in your car right now, and I was to take a big uh, M80 firecracker or something like that, and I was to drop it in there right now, even if you were expecting it, it would give you the kind of, you know, that kind of little, whoa, man, that, that was a lot. Okay, now imagine those being bullets, them being all around you, and if one of them hits you, your mother's gonna bury your fingernail. So if you're sitting there on a runway, in an open runway, cooking off 50-cal rounds at Japanese zeros who are trying to kill you, that's man stuff right there. That is, that is stout. All right, that's enough Middle of Honor Monday for now. Let's go back to something I, something we have to talk about. You hear me talk a lot about offense and the new right what we must become, how we must become anti-communist and more offensive and more aggressive. You're seeing a lot of this right now because oil prices, energy, all these things are the rage. It's all anyone can talk about right now is gas prices. Understandably so. I mean, the, We're all getting murdered at the pump. Now the administration's having to answer questions about it. So if you say that you're gonna do everything that you can to reduce the impact that high gas prices have on Americans. Uh, we're asking other countries to think about maybe pumping more oil. Why not just do it here?
1: Well, to be very clear, federal policies are not Im- uh, limiting the supplies of oil and gas.
0: Okay, well, that's a, that's a bold-faced lie. I mean, every, everyone knows that's a bold-faced lie. And they go on and on and on. And I'll play, you, I'll play you more of this socky Peter Doocy exchange here in a second. But that's actually not the whole point of what I'm talking about. The whole point of what I'm talking about is this. It is an inarguable fact, an inarguable fact that this going green carbon is poison movement has infected every institution in this country. Every one of them. They all push it and half the Republicans push it. You could see half these GOP losers on TV. Well, we'll we'll do safer, clean carbon. What are you talking about? Idiot. Carbon's not a poison. Why do we give them the battlefield all the time? And now, where do we find ourselves? Well, people are paying $6 a gallon already for gas in this country. They are saying oil is going to go to $180 per barrel. You don't even know what that means you're going to be paying at the bump. And to try to offset these extreme costs to the American people... We are actually paying for Russia to invade Ukraine to the tune of $25 plus a day. A day. Oh, but wait, there's more. We need oil. I don't care how much pie in the sky. Look at my solar panels stuff you have. The world runs on oil. Everything's made from it. Even the stuff you use to get your green energy, it's all made from oil. Everything. We have to have it. We have to have it. We're not going to make it. We have to go somewhere else. So while we're in the middle of watching the global order be reset, we're going hat in hand to Iran and Venezuela. So what's the message for the right? I will tell you that message in just a second. But there is another message for the right, too, before we even get to that. Putting your money where your morals are. We talk about that a lot on the show. I know gas prices are up. I I understand all these things, but I also understand something else. You have a cell phone. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, the chances you have a cell phone are about 99%. And I know the chances are about equally high your bill gets paid automatically every month. Everyone just puts up a credit card. They charge it every month. Are you sending that money to Verizon every month? AT&T? T-Mobile? T-Mobile still has a vaccine mandate for their employees. Go look up some AT&T ads. Stop funding the people who hate you. If you switch to Pure Talk, not only do you switch to a a patriotic company, they don't hate you. Dial pound two five zero and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save an additional fifty percent. You can be switched over in less than ten minutes. Dial pound two five zero, say Jesse Kelly. Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, if you miss any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. If you think that little splitting the show up into three different hours thing is as annoying as I do, may I suggest you just click subscribe or follow or whatever the button says so it automatically downloads. Save yourself the trouble. If you want to email the show, your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday, all those are welcome to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Now, back to what we were talking about here. All right, it's all the rage. You know, the gas prices, gas prices, gas prices. So you say that you're going to do everything that you can to reduce the impact that high gas prices have on Americans. Uh, we're asking other countries to think about maybe pumping more oil. Why not just do it here?
1: Well, to be very clear, federal policies are not Im- uh, limiting the supplies of oil and gas.
0: That's a lie. That's a lot. And, you know, credit to this reporter. Don't know his name. That was obviously Peter Ducey. Don't know this guy's name. Credit to him, though, for actually asking some people at the pump what they're saying. I want to read to you, if I could, Jen, some comments from people we've met at gas stations today. One woman saying, I just never imagined to see the cost of gas be this high. Another said, It's a huge stressor to my financial situation. A huge stressor. It's kind of like something I've stressed about like during the day, will I be able to afford gas? How much money do I have? What is the White House, what is the president's message to Americans who are going to the gas station today and seeing prices so high?
1: Well, the president's message is that he is going to do everything we can, everything he can, to reduce the impact on the American people, including uh, the price of gas.
0: Okay, again, so another lie. So let's get something clear about about gas prices right now, because I know this is hard to hear, but I think it's better if we all hear it together. Let's go through our pain together. Gas prices are brutally high. They're obviously going to go higher as all this nonsense continues. A huge portion of America, all your cultural institutions, actually want gas prices to be high. Now, let's be clear about a couple things. One, remember, the environmental environmentalists, Earth Firsters, whatever you want to call these people, they're just another wing of the Communist Party. They're just selling something different. Maybe you're not into, into uh, feminism garbage or, or all the fake civil rights stuff, or maybe you're not into LGBTQ Air Force stuff. So maybe the environment stuff is unique to you. Maybe you believe carbon's poisoning the earth. So they just simply created a new brand. But to what end? Why all these brands? Remember, destruction. There is no end. There's no goal in the end. None. The goal was just more destruction and more destruction and more destruction. Lenin himself talked about it endlessly revolution without end. There is no end. That's why uh, you could try this on your crazy aunt if you're not going to break up the family or someone else you talk to. It's why they can never, ever, ever give you a specific end point. Everything's platitudes. Okay, well, why do you want this? Oh, it should be equal. Okay, but I'm actually looking at the law and you are equal. You just love Trump. What? They can't give you specifics because there aren't any. Destruction is the goal. All right, so let's go back to where we are now with gas prices in America. Do the elites in this country, the billionaires, the Democrats, half the Republicans, the Hollywood actress? Do they actually care about climate change? Do they even believe in it? Well, of course not. We could do that hypocrisy thing people on the right have been doing forever. He just built a house on the coast and he's talking about the rise of the oceans. Well, yeah, but we have to accept they don't care about it. So why do it? What What's Joe Biden get out of embracing all this insanity? Gas prices are rising. He could lower the prices. Why not do it? Well, understand the Motivations are different for everyone involved. Joe Biden, oh man, I was about to say he's not an idiot. That wouldn't have been wrong. But Joe Biden knows, he knows he can lower gas prices here by increasing our domestic oil production. We could be 100% energy independent forever. We have that much oil. We We have everything we need. They know that. They don't want that. And the green lobby, which has tons of cash in its pockets, really doesn't want that because they are committed to the destruction of America and the earth itself, actually, if we're being honest. So they fund the Democratic Party. That would be like, uh, let's say I I quit tomorrow. Don't worry, everybody. I'm not quitting. Let's say I quit tomorrow. I'm going to go start my own uh, podcast. Uh, Only I don't have any money. I can't even afford a microphone or anything like that. So I have to go find some investors. And let's say I used my friend Michael Berry earlier. Let's use him because he's this big radio star. Michael, hey, I need, I need a half a million dollars for, for microphones and stuff. By the way, if you're thinking about starting, it doesn't cost that. I'm just making up a number. And he, he, he does it. Let's say he strokes me a big old fat check. He's my biggest investor. He bought a lot of the equipment I'm using to do my show. Do you think... I would feel free to openly blast something Michael was passionate about on his show? No. The Democratic Party is beholden to the green lobby. Now, that's actually not even the worst part of it. Are you ready for the worst part of it? And no one else is going to talk to you about this, but it's true. Have you ever talked to somebody who works at one of the major oil companies? I mean, someone who shares your values and my values. A friend. This would have to be a friend, brother, someone like that. Ask them. Ask them what what, what goes on at those big oil companies now. I have news for you. You ready? Lean in here. The big oil companies are not your friend either. They've chosen to go after the government green dollars the government hands out. So they're actually pushing policies that are anti-oil themselves to crush their competition and get your tax money. That's reality. Let's talk foreign policy reality with my friend BK next. Oh my gosh, turn this off. What is this? Oh gosh, joining me now, uh, my friend, he's host of the World News with BK podcast, former Air Force PJ, BK. That honestly, that's not even music. Rap music is better than that. That's just some guy screaming yeah. into a microphone. That sucks. Jesse,
1: Jesse, you know nothing about music. We've established <laughs> it long ago. Let it go, Jesse. Everybody knows you're wrong on that. Slayer no, no. is awesome, and, and they will continue to be awesome.
0: Okay, no, in all, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I can see because you're one of these gym freaks. That's what you look like. That I can see you listening to that in the gym because it honestly it made me want to go hit something or lift something up. <laughs> But right, don't tell right. me, no, but you, don't you'd be surprised, Jesse,
1: about what guys actually listen to in the gym. Because everybody thinks they're listening to Slayer and like you know Slipknot and heavy metal, right? To get all to get all jacked. But uh, surprise, I, I mix in some like folk music when I'm in there, and you, so you never know what dudes are listening to.
0: See, I can't do that. I have to do metal, but it's all like Metallica and Rage Against the Machine. But uh, setting that aside. Don't tell me that song comes on when you're cruising down the road in whatever Prius you drive out there in California, and you actually (laughs) keep that song on. That's a lie. That's a ball place lie.
1: It is absolutely. How dare you question my integrity, sir? That is getting cranked. War Ensemble by Slayer gets cranked every single time it comes on the radio.
0: All right. Speaking of war, BK, (sighs) you— It's amazing we live in this age where you have endless amounts of information at your fingertips, and yet it's so hard to get the truth of everything. All political motivations aside, you're the expert. I'm certainly not. We're all watching Russia invade Ukraine, and we can't seem to figure out how it's going. I think overall people understand it's not going great for Russia. If BK's handicapping this, where do you see it going?
1: Well, definitely things are not going uh, well for Russia. The, you can tell he wanted like a shock and awe campaign, but it's very weird. They, they really didn't do it. Remember, Jesse, look at what the United States did when we invaded Baghdad. What's the first thing we did? We laid waste to central Baghdad. We started bombing the crap out of government buildings, the palaces, like shock and awe, right? Right away. And so I was surprised that he didn't do something like that. And then I thought, okay, well, maybe he doesn't want to like murder everybody. They're not terrorists. So maybe he's trying to do a more surgical campaign. But now looking at the grind down, and honestly, Jesse, I'm shocked at how their military is this poor, uh, just basic, simple, basic things. And this is coming off. I did a story on the podcast like four weeks like a couple weeks before this started, and many analysts were quoted in this article saying how Putin has modernized the Russian military, how it's now swift and fast and accurate and with professional soldiers who are well paid. There's, and I haven't seen evidence of any of that. Now, like you said, are we getting the whole story? Absolutely not. I stopped sharing videos and pictures of what's coming out of there after like day one, because I could, there was so much fake Old pictures, fake pictures, manipulated pictures. I mean they were throwing out video game dog fights between jets mm. and saying like, Oh, this is a Russian plane battling and I just I, now I just don't trust anything, so I don't spread it at all. Um, and the casualties. Now Ukraine is claiming they've killed like over eleven thousand Russian troops. That's probably very high, but release Russia's at least admitting to at least five hundred. So you figure it's got it's probably a couple thousand. And my God, Jesse, we lost twenty four hundred guys in Afghanistan, over 20 years of combat, they they might have lost that in 11 days. Not to mention tons of tanks, armored vehicles, everything else. It, it's 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 shocking to me, and I know it's shocking to a lot of experts who are sitting there going, "Where's the air force? Where are the drones?" That's what that's kind of what I was expecting.
0: Okay, BK, I, I understand. I'm going to ask for some opinion on this because, as you pointed out, there's so much misinformation out there. But let's yeah. let's say it's 2,000 Russians dead, 3,000 yeah. Russians dead. How are they dying? Are they dying of starvation? Is someone dropping a Molotov cocktail in the tank hatch? Are they getting shot in the face? How are these Ukrainians killing that many Russians?
1: Well, you know this is—it's a double-edged sword, right? There's something in international relations, Jesse, called the security dilemma, and what that means is country A feels insecure. So they start adding a few more military. Country B across the border sees that and they're like, oh my God, look what they're doing. Now we have to beef up our military. The other country A goes back and says, well, now they're beefing up. We need even more. That vicious cycle is called the security dilemma. And so now we, it, it seems like what Putin didn't like was how the United States has held many exercises now with Ukraine. Our special forces, our Green Berets have been over there training these guys, a professional military They've raised the ranks considerably to what they used to be. And Russia looks at this sideways and says, well, and that's, you know, they feel threatened by that. And they feel threatened by NATO at their front porch. So the Ukrainian army, no doubt, has received lots of Western-style training. They have basically limitless javelins and stingers in which to fight the air power, which is never, that's our way of contributing without getting into it directly. And with that, you can do a lot of damage. Now, say Putin decides to go all the way, and we don't know that for sure. Like, he wants the entire country. I mean, at this point, he's going to inherit a bombed-out country where literally over a million people have already fled, and he'll probably have some sort of insurgency he's dealing with who is going to be extremely well-funded, again, with, 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 uh, with their own tanks, with their own stingers, with their own— javelins this is not the Taliban and the Taliban were very skilled but they didn't have this kind of weaponry so I if Putin does take hope to take the whole country who knows I mean this could all be a ploy maybe they call a ceasefire and Putin's let, and they agree to let Putin keep what he has in those two breakaway regions in the east plus uh, Crimea that would allow him to stay face but he's got he's got a lot of sunk cost at this point and he's psycho, obviously, just indiscriminately, like, raising entire villages to the ground. So who who knows what's going through his head?
0: BK, I, I need to ask you to explain something to people because I tried, but I, I was a below-average three-year grunt Marine, four-year grunt Marine, okay? So I wasn't some fancy guy like, you. I need you to explain it to people in a way they can understand. People look online and they see a huge convoy of Russian armor. And they say to themselves, well, why don't we just take the javelins and take it out? And I, I don't want to make fun of people because people aren't Air Force PJs. Explain to people the problems behind that, why that doesn't happen.
1: Well, it's clearly not happening for probably a number of reasons. I mean, first of all, like we, a javelin is a, a one unit weapon. You know, you're going to fire it at one tank and then it's gone. And then you have to load it and fire again. And by that time, I. I don't know about the Russian air capabilities. I, I'm pretty safe in assuming they definitely have ISR drones up. That's intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance. So they, they'll be able to see you. So it's not just simple as you know getting a bunch of guys over there with a bunch of javelins because they are going to find you and see you and, and lay waste. Um, it would be a lot easier if they could get their aircraft over. But Ukraine does not have a huge air force. And undoubtedly, guys in those convoys have their own anti-aircraft weapons and are just waiting for maybe uh, some juicy targets to come out of the sky. But it, it's, it's just so hard to say because of the mindset of Putin and, and where this is going to go. And another thing, Jesse, I, I did, I've really been having a hard time. It's like if you question, if you want to look at it analytically, both sides, you're somehow a Putin stooge. And it's like, no, that's not the way it's supposed to be in America. And all this like nonsense with the, the arts of all people, like canceling opera singers and canceling no, chess tournaments and, and athletics. You know, that's, what, what do you, we didn't, we've never done that for anyone. You know When Hitler was rising to power, we went, we sent athletes to the Olympics over there. So uh, I, I, I just, I don't like the, uh, the constant finger pointing of that and, and blaming this and that. But it's, it's a very complex topic. I would highly suggest a book, if you don't mind, Jesse. No, I don't mind um, at all. No. Please. There's a book, there's a book called Ukraine and Russia. From Civilized Divorce to Uncivil War. I'm about halfway through it. And it's, the author takes great pains to be totally neutral, but he takes you back through the relationship basically from the end of the Cold War on and into Crimea in 2014 when Russia went in there and what, for what they say was to keep people from killing Russians. Uh, it's an excellent book, and it's very detailed, and it does not take a side. For those of you who want to know some history and educate yourself, I highly recommend that
0: book. The book is Ukraine and Russia. BK recommends it, so I would recommend it. Also, I'd recommend his podcast, World News with BK. Always an information bomb. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, Jesse. Okay, before, before we go here, I do need to do something now. I'm putting out a specific call for phone calls. 877 But these are the only calls I want. The only calls I want. If you are in the military... And you're getting out because of this insanity, you can call me. You can stay anonymous. Don't worry about that. Or if you know someone, son, or someone else who was going in or thought about going in and now he's not, you can call 877 377 4373. 877 377 4373. And this day and age, it's like we were just talking about with BK, you have to think. That's why I push Annie's Kit Club so hard all the time. I, I want my kids to have to think. I want them to get a box every month like they do for Manny's and pull it out and they have to follow specific instructions. And it's fun for them. I mean, they're building robots and and, and examining fossils and stuff like that. What kid doesn't geek out on that? But I want them to have to think. I'll tell you something else. I want them to fail. I want them to screw it up. Go back, fix it, learn. And right now, this month, you can get your first kit for up to 100% off. You just pay the shipping. You have to go to annieskitclubs.com slash radio, and that's where you can get it. annieskitclubs.com slash radio. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. Jokers to the right. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I told you BK would bring it tonight. I'm going to get to these calls here in just a second, but I have a couple things first. One, remember when they talk about lowering gas prices, the Biden administration actually doesn't care about gas prices because we don't have leaders who care about America at all, and they certainly don't care about you. Now, they do care about poll numbers. They are well aware that the high gas prices can hurt them as far as keeping power goes. So, look, if they could keep prices astronomically high in order to reward their green friends... While also convincing you to vote for them. That's really the, the route they would take if they could. They would have you paying $20 a gallon for gas. As long as you didn't blame them. They'd be thrilled. That would work out great. Now they know they can't do that. But, but they're so beholden to the green lobby. They won't take American oil. They instead prefer Iranian oil. Russian oil. Venezuelan oil. Completely insane. That's one. Two. And I want to get back to these these calls because I I I've, I've made a point in the first hour. If you missed it, go to iHeart, Google, Spotify, iTunes. You can download the whole thing. And my point was this: there are two parts to the soft purge of the U.S. military. The second part I usually bring up is what you're going to hear here. This is here here. I don't think you can say that, Chris. Can you say that? It's what you're going to hear here. Is it fine? It's my show. I think it's fine, Chris. I think it's fine. Anyway. What you're going to hear here is the second part of it. That is 16, 17, 18, 19-year-old men. Maybe he's on the wrestling team. Maybe he was a Boy Scout. Maybe he's a leader in church camp. Maybe he's just naturally a good kid and he, he wants to serve his country. He wants to fight for his country because he loves the United States of America and he trusts that it's the land of the free. That guy... He's not joining anymore. Well, I just wanted to get your thoughts on the whole Russia and Ukraine situation. Here's my first thought is I'm not going nowhere to fight
1: none of these wars for these politicians. I'm staying at home. And when the war comes to Arkansas, I will dig my boots in the ground and I will die for everything I love. And I will not retreat if this country is invaded and everybody's saying, well, we got we to gotta evacuate, we got to leave, we gotta, I will not. I will dig my boots in the Arkansas soil, and I will fight for the people that I love, for the land that I love, and the way of life that I love. But I'm not going overseas to fight. I don't know what's going on, to be honest, brother. I really don't. There's so much stuff, and I don't think nobody knows what's going on fully. There's been so much political corruption in
0: that area. You get, you get the idea. I'm not going to play the whole thing. That's, part, that's the second part of the soft purge. But another part of the soft purge is guys who were in and they love it. They were going to make a career of it. They were good at it. They have all this institutional knowledge built up. You know, I can't count how many email into the show or parents. My son's in, my daughter's in, email into the show. And now they're getting out because they didn't sign up to go learn about how everything has to be trans. They didn't sign up to learn about how evil white people are. And they're not going to waste their time and their talents doing that. And so, if either one of those things is you, if you're in and you're getting out, 877-377-4373. Call and tell your story. And I need to specify, if you're in and getting out, I understand that you have concerns about your job. This is the one time I will tell you, it's okay for you to lie and be anonymous. You are always anonymous on this show, especially emails, but phone calls too. You don't have to use your real name. Don't hurt yourself. Don't put yourself in a bad spot. And... If you know someone or you are someone who was getting in, who was going to go in, and now they're not, call. I want people to hear the things I hear, the things that are emailed to me because they are staggering. It is staggering. It is shocking. I, I have heard from families, I brought it up in the first hour, where they can track the mail line and their family back to the Revolutionary War and a male from their family served in every conflict of this country. And now the next generation, they're not. They've told their son, no, you're gone. No, you're out. No, you won't do it. We don't win wars if these guys don't join. And these guys don't join for this corrupt crap in this government. And it goes way beyond Joe Biden. It's the generals. It's our military academies where our best and brightest are going. And they're not getting what they should be getting there. this The rot is deep. Very, very deep. All right. David in Colorado, go.
2: Jesse, good topic. I have a long history, distinguished history of, of, of men in the military. I have a powder horn on my desk from a Civil War veteran union who was, who, who was in, a, in a prisoner of war camp in Texas. My grandfather served on the USS Arizona, was off just before it got blown up in World War II. My father, my father served in the U.S. Navy in the, at the tail end of the World War II and Korean War. My son-in-law was in naval intelligence in the Navy. I have a brother-in-law who made a career out of the Marines. Lieutenant Colonel led a, led a Cobra squadron, served in Iraq in the early 2000s. I have a nephew who my wife, wife and I raised. He went to the Navy about four years ago. I said, Eric, that's his name, first name only. I said, go into Seabees, get some marketable job skills. He says, no, Uncle, swift boats, small boats, big guns. That, that's his attitude. He's getting out because the, he says the Navy, there's no warrior's ethos. It's woke. It's PC. That's not what he came here to do. He came to defend the land of the free and the home of the brave. He's out.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you, David, and please thank him for me. Look, I, I'm going to take these calls. I'm going to take these calls because it is important that you understand how widespread this is. Some young gung-ho kid gets raised in a military family, joins the Navy. He wants wants to go out there and put enemies of the country in the ground. Rock and roll, baby. You heard him. Swift boats, big guns. What's he go learn? How much white people suck. The evils of the American right. Are, Are you gay friendly enough? Do you think... Do you think you're going to keep guys like Derek in the U.S. Navy by scolding him about lopping off parts of his anatomy every single day and making sure he uses the right pronouns? Guys like Derek have options. He's just going to pack up and go and do something else and be very successful. Only the thing is, we need him in the Navy and he's leaving and I don't blame him, he should leave. Man, where's that going to put us? 877 377 4373, if you have a story like this, you're getting in, you were going to get in, now you're not, or you're in and you're getting out because of this garbage. I want to hear tonight because I want everyone to hear. I want everyone to hear what is happening. And I'm going to explain when I, I'm going to come back and take these calls and I'm going to explain what the stakes are. And remember something you have an obligation as an American citizen to train with your weapon, especially now. Especially now. I believe we need to form tighter communities around us now for protection, for whatever the future may bring. We need to get to know our neighbors, get to know our towns, get to know our counties, get to know our states. We need to be well-trained. Part of being well-trained means practicing. Well, practice is expensive. Ammo and fuel. You can practice in your house. Dry fire practice. Just go to mantisx.com and get one. That's what the SF guys use. It's what the Marines use in Paris Island Boot Camp. Attaches right to your weapon. You practice in your home, and it gives you feedback. It'll put you through drills. Get better at home with Mantis X, military-grade technology. MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com.